Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of Ezra. Ezra, whose name means the Lord helps, is known to be a scribe and a priest. And he was also King Darius's envoy to Jerusalem. So originally, the book of Ezra and also the book of Nehemiah were probably most likely one book combined in the earliest Hebrew manuscripts and the Jewish Talmud and the Septuagint. They treated Ezra and Nehemiah as one book. Now today, they are separated into two separate stories, but they tell completely the same story. So we begin with Ezra, and he probably wrote this book sometime around 440 BC. Now what Ezra does is give us sort of the complete big picture story of what happens. And he begins uh, by summarizing the uh, return of the exiles that happened under Cyrus. The exiles began to return in 538 BC, and this is approximately 70 years later, just like the prophet Jeremiah had said. So picking up in chapter one, entitled Cyrus Helps the Exiles Return, it says in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and to put it in writing. This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says. And these are his actual words. And again, it's indented. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem and Judah. Any one of his people among you, may his God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem and Judah and build the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, the God who is in Jerusalem. And the people of any place where survivors may now be living are to provide him with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with free will offerings for the temple of God in Jerusalem. Then, uh, picking up in verse 5, the rest of the story, then the family heads of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and Levites, everyone whose heart God had moved upon, prepared to go up and build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. All their neighbors assisted them with articles of silver and gold, with goods and livestock and valuable gifts, in addition to all the freewill offerings. Moreover, King Cyrus brought out the articles belonging to the temple of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had carried away from Jerusalem and had placed in the temple of his God. Cyrus, king of Persia, had them brought out by the treasurer, who counted them out to the prince of Judah, named Shesh Bazar. And then here it lists the inventory. There were gold dishes, silver dishes, silver pans, gold bowls, matching silver bowls, and other articles. There were over 5,400 articles of gold and silver. And you can go and read that list, which is in chapter 1. Now chapter 2 is actually a list of the exiles who returned. And it actually goes through and lists the men and says the descendants of. And it lists each man and the descendants of him who were able to be returned. That is in chapter 2. So like I said, the descendants are listed. And you can go through and read chapter 2 in its entirety to read all of the different names uh, of the people that they are descendant from and the numbers. Um, the thing to point out is that it lists the men of Israel, priests, Levites, singers, gatekeepers, temple servants, descendants of Solomon's servants, even men of unproven origin. They are all listed there. And then the chapter ends, and picking up in verse 68, 
by saying, When they arrived at the house of the Lord in Jerusalem, some of the heads of the families gave freewill offerings towards the rebuilding of the house of God on its site. According to their ability, they gave to the treasury. And then it lists that they gave gold and silver and priestly garments. The priests, the Levites, the singers, the gatekeepers, and the temple servants settled in their own towns, along with some of the other people, and the rest of the Israelites settled in their towns. Now we pick up in chapter 3. This chapter is entitled, Rebuilding the Altar. And the building of the altar began in 537 B.C. So it says, when the seventh month came and the Israelites had settled in their towns, the people assembled as one man in Jerusalem. Then Joshua, son of Jehozadak, and his fellow priests and Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and his associates began to build the altar of the God of Israel to sacrifice burnt offerings on it, in accordance with what was written in the law of Moses, the man of God. Despite their fear of the peoples around them, they built the altar on its foundation and sacrificed burnt offerings on it to the Lord, both the morning and evening sacrifices. Then, in accordance with what is written, they celebrated the Feast of the Tabernacles, with the required number of burnt offerings prescribed for each day. Now, you'll remember from the book of Leviticus in chapter 23, when the feasts are listed individually and explained. You'll remember that the Feast of the Tabernacles is also called the Feast of Booths and the Feast of Ingathering. You'll remember that it's a week-long celebration for the harvest, and the people live in booths and offer sacrifice. Now, the reason they live in booths is because it's to memorialize the journey from Egypt to Canaan and to give thanks for the Lord freeing them from Egypt when they wandered in the desert and they lived in booths. And the Lord was their protection. The Lord was their shelter. So back in Ezra, chapter 3, picking up in verse 5, it says, After that they presented the regular burnt offerings, the new moon sacrifices, and the sacrifices for the appointed sacred feast of the Lord, as well as those brought as freewill offerings to the Lord. On the first day of the seventh month, they began to offer burnt offerings to the Lord, though the foundation of the Lord's temple had not yet been laid. So picking up now in verse 7, and this would have been in 536 BC, work will now begin on the temple. This portion of the chapter is entitled Rebuilding the Temple. It says, Then they gave money to the masons and carpenters and gave food and drink and oil to the people of Sidon and Tyre, so they would bring cedar logs by sea from Lebanon to Joppa, as authorized by Cyrus, king of Persia. In the second month of the second year after their arrival at the house of God in Jerusalem, Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, again forgive me for mispronunciation of these names, and the rest of their brothers began work appointing Levites twenty years of age and older to supervise the building of the house of the Lord. Joshua and his sons and brothers and the man named Cadmiel and his sons and brothers, the sons of a man named Henadad, all Levites joined together in supervising those working on the house of God. When the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests in their vestments with trumpets and the Levites with cymbals took their places to praise the Lord as prescribed by David, king of Israel. With praise and thanksgiving they sang to the Lord, he is good. His love to Israel 
endures forever. And all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the older priests and Levites and family heads who had seen the former temple wept aloud when they saw the foundation of this temple being laid, while many others shouted for joy. No one could distinguish the sound of the shouts of joy from the sound of weeping, because the people made so much noise, and the sound was heard from far away. Now, this exact thing is actually recorded in the book of Psalms in chapter 126. It's called A Song of Ascents, and it's about the restoration. It says, When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, we were like men who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. So here it's wisdom about them even planting with sorrow, they will reap with joy. It may not be the temple that Solomon built, but yet the rejoicing will come when the temple is fully rebuilt and the restoration of the people come. So that ends chapter 3. We will pick up next time in the book of Ezra in chapter 4.